Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Dan Ruppel is our guest. Let's get back to this great conversation with Dan. If you had one or two pieces of quick advice for a pastor or ministry leader that is used to that 10 o'clock service where there's welcome, worship, take the, do the announcements, take the offering, speak, and then out the door you go, what would you suggest uh, an easy one or two steps to add to that when it comes to digital media as part of their ministry? Uh, I, I, similar to what I just outlined, number one, I would leave a little bit of their, their sermon to be open-ended, mm-hmm. to al- allow the people to ponder, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to people's individuals and, and speak in a way that leads them to the truth. It says the Holy Spirit will lead us in all truth. So we don't have to do all the hard work. Let the Holy Spirit lead them in the application of that truth. Number two, really form a strong network of small groups, home groups, whatever it might be, where people have an opportunity with other believers to discuss. People want to enter into that that kind of discussion. Can you also add, if, if it's possible, a really small media team? and divide up like one, one person that's good at web, keeping content fresh on websites, another one that's good at, at the video part of it. Is, is, is there a, are there benefits to that? Absolutely. You know, in the early days, you, st- you start a church, usually the first hire after the pastor is either a church secretary or a uh, Sunday school leader. Um, uh, maybe a, a worship leader, but nowadays it's getting to be, it's the media leader. Wow. You know, hire the media leader because you need so much on screens. You need so much web content. You need so, so much, uh, digital media setup, social media setup, uh, social media tells your community that you're there and you're engaging in the community conversation. That's what is needed. A few years ago, I spoke at, uh, a conference in Dominican Republic. And I was talking about the importance of a good website and fresh content, make sure all the links work and et cetera. And you can put your videos there. And I had a group of maybe uh, 60 to 80 leaders and, and church members. And they just look at me, staring at me. And mm. something hit me and I said, okay, how many of you have a website for your church and out of 60 to 70 or 80 and their only one or two hands came up. Wow. And I said, okay, you need a website. And I know you are wondering why I said, Oh, I know what I said. I said, how many of you have a sign out in front of your church? Every single hand went up sign in front of the church, you know, the hours of the service or phone number, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the name is, maybe even the pastor's name. Okay. And I said, a website is like a digital sign out in front of your church. And while you're sleeping at night, 24, 7, 365, 
people are driving by through media past your website and stopping to look at it, just like cars on the street in front of your church are driving by and looking at your sign. I said, a good website is like that sign in front of your church that gives information for people. And all of a sudden, they started to smile and began to understand. Okay, enough of my story. Um, let's transition for a second. You had just a few years ago, a wonderful, I, I don't think that you expected this, Dan, out of the blue, a wonderful group uh, found you or you found them called Master Media. Talk about how that happened. Well, yes, it was a, a wonderful group. About uh, eight years ago, my wife and I felt that God was calling us to a new season of ministry. And we didn't really know what that was. Um, so we started every Monday to fast and pray. And we put a dry erase board in our living room, and we started writing words, uh, things that we were passionate about, things that we had, bo had bore fruit in our lives, uh, giftings that we recognized in one another, um, just different things like that. And this went over a number of Mondays. And finally, the Lord paired all that writing on that, uh, that dry erase board down to three words, media, ministry, mentoring. And, and the Lord told us, find something that encompasses all three of those and say no to anything else that doesn't encompass all three. So we took that to heart, and I started working on a vision statement. What would that look like, a, a ministry that would have that? So I wrote, and I pray, and I go for my morning walks and contemplate it, and then finally I had a 15-page uh, vision statement of what that kind of thing would look like. And uh, I had about three or four false starts. I, um, I had a university that wanted to back it and it just didn't come together. I had a denomination that wanted to back it, didn't quite come together. I had a private investor, angel investor, wanted to start it as a ministry, didn't quite come together. And to be honest with you, I was getting really frustrated. I'd go for my walks. I go, Lord, come on. When are you going to, you know, I'm on the launching pad, you know, light the fuse. And uh, all of a sudden, I get this call from Master Media. This is now about six and a half years ago. I get this call from Master Media. Now, I had known Master Media, uh, the founder, Dr. Larry Poland. We've been friends since they, he started Master Media back in 1985. Uh, we spoke on numerous panels together. So they call me and they said, hey, uh, Larry Poland is going to retire. And we've been looking for a number of years. We've been looking for a new CEO of Master Media. And would you all be interested? And I said, well, can you tell me in a nutshell what it entails? And the gentleman says, well, it's somebody who has a strong background in media, a strong background in ministry, and someone who has a real heart to mentor the next generation. <laughs> and uh, Craig, I'm not a smart man, but I think I could put that together. That's called low-hanging fruit. It's right in That's front That's right. That's right. And I just, I just said, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. And the Lord just beautifully put it together. And so I've been at the helm of uh, Master Media now for uh, about six and a half years, something like that. 
And it has been such a joy. Somebody asked me the other day, you know, do you think you want to quit or retire? It's like, no, as long as, as long as the Lord, as the Lord gives me energy, man, I want to do this forever. This is so it's, it, you know, it's, it's wonderful when the Lord allows you to do your passions. You know me, Craig, I'm so passionate about ministry. I'm so passionate about the media and both my wife and I, my wife worked at Biola University for many years in the film program. We have such a heart for the next generation. And I think that's the main way we're going to change Hollywood uh, is, is by having an army of young Christian filmmakers who are what we do is we call them to to be a Daniel. We say we are no longer living in Jerusalem. We are living in Babylon. So you need to see yourself as an exile in Babylon. And the way that Daniel ascended to the top in Nebuchadnezzar's court is he did his work with excellent. You have to be the best filmmaker, the best, the best screenwriter, whatever it might, whatever talent that God's calling you to be the best, learn your craft. And number two, Daniel did not compromise. He wouldn't drink from the king's cup. And I always say in Hollywood terms, that's uh, the king's cup is fame and fortune. Don't drink from it. Go there as a Daniel. Go there as an ambassador for Christ. You are representing the kingdom of God. And that is so attractive if it's done with kindness, with grace, mercy, and love. Amen. Um how can people find you if they were to look up Master Media? Point them to some, uh, some sites where they can find you. It's very easy. Just go to mastermedia.com. Uh, on Master Media, it shows that all that we do within uh, one part of the ministry is we form personal trust relationships with the top CEOs, executives of, uh, uh, of the media world. Um, and we also form Christian communities uh, in all these different emerging cities uh, that are happening uh, in media, not only Hollywood and New York, but we're starting a work in Atlanta. We're just beginning a work in Austin, Texas. And so we do that. Um, and then we also, my wife and I, uh, you know, we, we speak at uh, film schools, at Christian universities, uh, as much as we possibly can. I love speaking to students. And then recently, one last thing, is uh, at the beginning of this year, January, January 1st, um, Act One, which is a 20-year-old master's class in Christian film or in filmmaking, uh, taught by uh, really top-level Christian filmmaking veterans. Um, it's uh, called Act One. It's a program for young students. We always say it's grad school for those who can't afford or can't don't have the time for grad school. It's really at a grad school level of, uh, of filmmaking. And uh, that's a division now of Master Media. So it's just a lot of things happening. And also on the website, you'll find all of our podcasts. Uh, my wife and I do one called Life Off Screen. And uh, that's available both in video as well as a podcast on our website. And that's been very successful too. Yeah, it has. I was kind of surprised, but we have over 800,000 views already. And, uh, and Craig, do you want me to tell the story? I don't think you even know how you were uh, in on the ground floor of this, uh, this show. I had no idea. Go ahead. Well, what happened, and this is a great story, is um, Craig used to be a professor at uh, Concordia University, which is fairly near uh, to my house in Orange County, California. 
And Craig would invite me about once a year and to speak to the students. And my normal routine is I would, I would talk about the industry for about 25, 30 minutes. And then I would open it up to Q&A for about another 25 minutes. And the Q&A usually uh, gravitated around how do you get into the business? How do you get into Hollywood? How do I get my script sold? How, you know, those kinds of typical questions. Well, one time I was visiting Craig's class and I brought my wife, Peggy. And before I started speaking, I said, I want to introduce you to my wife, Peggy. She's sitting right here. Then I, I did my little dog and pony show. I shared for about 20 minutes and I said, okay, any questions? Very first question, the hand goes up and I called on him and they said, how'd you guys know you were in love? And then the next question, how'd you know she was the one for you? Next question, how did you resist temptation when you were working all those years on The Price is Right? How did you stay plugged into your church while you were, while you were doing, you know, working in the busy, hectic uh, industry? Another one. How did you raise your kids while you were so busy being at work uh, at, at CBS? Every question for the next half hour had to do with relationships, with family life, with personal life. So Peggy and I got, a, got to thinking on our drive home from, your, from the, the university, Craig, and we said, I think that's at the heart of what they really want to know. A lot of people could tell them what happens in, in uh, Hollywood. But God, you've called us to kind of a unique place. We work in Hollywood, but we also have been happily married for 43 years. And we have three kids and married kids. And we have, and they're walking with the Lord. And we have seven grandkids. And maybe that's the lane that Lord wants us to talk about. So then over the next few years, while we would go to universities, I would send them a little menu saying, I can talk on screenwriting. I can talk on how the industry works. I can talk about the future of the industry. And then my wife and I talked about um, our lives off screen. And every professor would say, yeah, talk about screenwriting, talk about it, but make sure you talk about life you know, off screen. So now flash forward to COVID hits. We were praying, we we're saying, Lord, we're a relational one-on-one -on -one ministry. How do, what do we do with COVID now? And the Lord said, how about a podcast talking what you do? You go to lunch with other couples who work in the media industry. Do a podcast around that. So we started a podcast called Life Off Screen, and we talked to media professional veterans with their spouse and they're so used to answering questions about life on screen mm -hmm. that it's very refreshing for them to talk about their life off screen. And I bet how you they get, raise their kids, I bet you get responses that you never thought you would. Never thought I would get it. And people, it's just like, ah, such gems. I couldn't write fast enough. Yeah. So it's been great. Good. I, I encourage uh, our audience. We're in 31 countries with this podcast. So we encourage, no matter where you are, near or far, to check off uh, Life Off Screen with uh, Dan and Peggy Rupel. He's yeah, you can find us on YouTube or okay. really wherever you get your podcasts also. And by the way, Dan and I would both agree that we married up our wives yes. are, uh, at, the, at the top, at the top of the pyramid. And we are fortunate, fortunate husbands and uh, spouses. Last thought, uh, as we're talking to Dan Rupel today. 
you had a, a wonderful uh, principle, a premise that I remember from the times that you would come speak uh, at Concordia University at our media writing class, actually. The difference between success and significance. Can you, mm. can you underline that point? Yes. Um, you know, I think, I think in every area of life, uh, we buy in to the world's definition of success. And if you ask somebody, what, what would be the signpost? How would you know you were successful? And they usually attach it to their bank account or how many homes they own or, you know, whatever it, it might be. And as we know from a kingdom perspective as Christians, um, that's all going to burn. You know, <laughs> that's not what lasts. And what lasts is the impact you made on your fellow man, the way you reflected Christ, uh, the way you allowed the Holy Spirit to mold you more and more into the image of Christ, more into who God created us to be. And by doing that, we have real significance in other people's lives. Our, if we're a filmmaker, our films have so much more significance because we're coming from a place of, I want this film to make a statement that's going to better humanity rather than I want to make this film to make a lot of money. Now, I should add, there's nothing wrong with making money. We need money. And if Lord blesses you with a lot of money, God, God, God bless you. You know, it's like, you know, you can do significant things with that, uh, that success. That's wonderful. But don't make that the goal. Make the goal to be a, a significant person while you're here on earth and a significant person for the kingdom. Amen. Dan Rupel, thank you for joining us on Six Ways to Sunday podcast. Appreciate it. Appreciate your heart and all the wonderful things you said and the funny things too. There you go. Pleasure to be with you, Craig. You're your dear friend. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.